Welcome into the Irish NFL show. Welcome into QB needs, teams with quarterback needs. Welcome to the news member of the Irish NFL show, Noel Downing, who's going to dissect all these three teams in which we're going to look at today. Yeah, look, I mean, thanks, Brian, for obviously having me on. It's great to actually be part of the show now and, and to be able to start doing these shows with yourselves and the other guys there. But look, we've had our first football-free weekend, so that can be a bit downheartening. But it's nice now that we dive into the fact where we can start talking about drafts and, and quarterbacks, which, you know, every year somebody needs a quarterback. It's it's the most important position on the team and the most sought-after position. So to be able to kind of dive into that chat now is, is a nice little way of, of softening the blow of, of no football. Yeah, very strange weekend for a lot of people. Took time out to watch the first two episodes of the Patriots Dynasty, which I believe Shane Brennan is going to be covering. A number of podcasts over the next two months. That's probably worth a listen at some stage. It might be very Patriot-like uh, conversation. Probably one for us to stay well clear of. This episode is brought to you by our partner, Quinn Bet. So with Elf Intimate, I'm going to kick off at probably one of the strangest teams in a, in a way because uh, Sean Payton comes in last year and I mean, Russell Wilson has his contract. We're going to kick off the Broncos. They're selecting at 12 in the draft and it's a bit of a strange one in a way because they're picking at 12 and it's you worry, you worry for them in terms of who will be available and are they going to go down the quarterback route Sean Payton last week in Las Vegas said that decision on Russell Wilson will be made very soon I don't think there's any decision to be made I think it's inevitable he's going to be relieved, relieved of his duties I think it's a big massive cap, cap hit coming early March you have to be under the table by then in terms of moving him off it's inevitable first of all we'll start with it we're, we're working under the assumption Russell Wilson time is done in Denver. He took it the same kind of stance in which the Raiders did last year with Jerry Carr. Didn't blame him the last two two games. It was very evident down to contractual obligations. Should he got hurt, he would have been they would have been on the they would on a, would have been on a big number. But yeah, we're taking it as a given he's gone. Yeah, yeah. I think they they told us last year exactly what they were they were going to be doing with Russell Wilson. I think Sean Payton kind of made it clear where he stands. As you mentioned, there's obviously a massive cap hit with that, but. I don't know, it just didn't feel like maybe the, the, the guy's jailed for whatever reason, maybe Payton wants his own guy in there. And look, obviously the Broncos went out, they spent a lot of money to get Russell Wilson in. They they gave up a haul, draft picks, and they, they, they paid a lot of money. And it's just one of those things where they took a shot and it looks like it just hasn't landed for them. But yeah, if, if he's back in, in Denver next year, I would be shocked. I read a piece at the end of the season where it said Sean Payton was frustrated over the course of the season because he had a playbook with numerous plays in which he would love to be running but he just couldn't do it because Russell Wilson can't can't conduct those plays he just doesn't have the, the physical stance to do in terms of the run game option although he had a better season in terms of running in yards yards per carry and stuff but essentially he wants to run the offense in a very different dynamic and a very different way to what he could with Russell Wilson there and it was clearly evident there was frustration during the season where they were shouting at each other I remember one particular game Saturday night in Detroit when the Broncos ran a bit of a run, they got their the doors blown off them. Do you put it down to a, a situation where it's they didn't get on or it's difficult or is it very much Sean Payton said, I'll give it a go for a year, I know it's not going to work out, I'll, I'll buy my time, but ultimately then I'll move on to what I want to do. I don't think it's entirely down to they didn't get on because we've seen throughout the course of history in sports, certain players or managers and players don't get on, but you know, if they're good enough and things are working right, then they can overcome that because they're professional and they go on to win games. I think it's a lot more nuanced, this, this relationship, but I think there's there's a lot of different things that kind of come together. Most of which probably being Sean Payton is an old school coach who knows what he wants and wants it how he wants it. 
Russell Wilson is a very experienced quarterback. He kind of had the run of things in Seattle, so maybe he's got a bit more power than a Sean Payton would like a quarterback or any player to have. And Sean Payton is one of those or is one of those coaches that you know this is his team. This will be done exactly how he wants it to do, wants it to go, and and that's pretty much it. So maybe there's a, there's a bit of that there as well. And as you say, maybe maybe Russell Wilson just isn't the quarter the type of quarterback that Sean Payton wanted. But as you say, he looked they paid a lot of money for him. He is a top quarterback when he's on form. So he comes in, he gives it a shot. And kind of all those things meshing together. Maybe it just isn't the right fit for Wilson in this Champagne and Denver Broncos team. And look, sometimes that happens. You can have the greatest quarterback, the greatest head coach. But if the conditions aren't right, you know, it, it just doesn't take. And and at the end of the day, with what they've done to bring in Sean Payton now, you know, he's gonna win out in any scenario like this. And and I think that's why maybe it's it's best for them to move on and have that kind of clearing of the decks and let Peyton get in his guy and, and he'll be able to run things then how he wants. I think it was the card remark last summer when he said uh, there'd be no one in this uh, organization with their own office. Um, Russell Wilson had in the first year. I'm cautious of saying there are no man's land of 12 because we've seen quarterbacks being selected in lower rounds previously and they, they've had great careers and Lamar Jackson picked up 32 in the first round when everyone was champing at the bit to get other quarterbacks. It, um, I look at them selecting at 12, and it feels like a bit of a no-man's-land situation, but yet we've seen in the past with other quarterbacks, the likes of Lamar Jackson going late in the first round. The one that keeps you know, keeps striking me as the one that's the most intriguing one, realistically, could be J.J. McCarthy, because Michigan have won the championship. His numbers weren't off the charts, but yet he had a great season. I think in the, in the last few games, he only threw for 857 yards. I mean, Penix was doing that in six quarters towards the end of the season. But you look at what's ahead of him in terms of what's going to go. And he may end up in the top 10 because we're going to come to other teams such as the Falcons who might decide, you know, he's the man for them. But he strikes me as a kind of guy that would maybe fit what Sean Payton wants. He's, he's, necessarily, he's not necessarily a true but he is, but that, that type of relationship where they're in lockstep together. And I know people will be looking at it going, maybe it's, it's a bit of a reach. Or maybe he will go in top 10 because teams get desperate come draft time. But um, I'm struggling to see where else they can go because where in free agency did he go? And did he, like, I'm sure Broncos fans would be clearly frustrated with another kind of lifting shift of a quarterback for one year. It strikes me as it has to be through the draft this year. Yeah, I think you're probably right. I mean, there are a few guys out there. I mean, they, they've already just done the experience pro in, in Russell Wilson. So... You know, could a core cousins come into play, and then do the Broncos want to tie themselves, as you say, to another maybe one or two year quarterback when they could be looking at getting that young guy in to kind of start that rebuild? Um, you mentioned JJ McCarthy. I think he's he's the most interesting quarterback, rookie quarterback in this draft for me because I feel like we know more about what the other guys are can and can't do. In Michigan, McCarthy seemed to be more of, of that system quarterback for for Harbaugh. He had a certain role. You know, they they linked on that linked on that run game, and he did what he needed to do to control that offense. And I say system quarterback, and I don't mean that in a negative. I mean that's a very good thing if a quarterback can come in, do exactly what the head coach wants, and is successful. Um, so maybe that would be something that would appeal to a, a Peyton having this young guy come in who has shown he has the discipline to do what a head coach wants him to do. I mean, look, that that aside, he could then. You know, you would think his floor is fairly high, that he can come in and just control an offense. And you don't know where that ceiling may be then because he will probably and more than likely be asked to do more in the NFL than he was asked to do in college. Uh, I think if you, if you look at his career, he's 27-1 and one in Michigan. 
And of those 28 games, I think only 12 times did he throw more than 25 times in a game. So that shows you he has that control. He's able to do what he's asked to do. So he could be a very, very interesting one. And where his skill levels could go in the NFL would be really interesting to kind of watch and see how he develops. Any other scenario there where he gets to 12 and they just don't get the guy he wants? I mean, the problem is this as well is you get free agency and you're going to realistically, especially if they let, if they let some of us know, which is inevitable. Like, you, you're going to roll in the dice if you wait till the draft. Don't get the guy in which you want or don't find any quarterback in the energy. You drop down order. And where do you go from there? I'm just looking at some of the names that are available. Like, obviously, Baker Mayfield looks like he potentially will go back to Tampa. Kirk Cousins is in three one, but I think Minnesota, you know, inevitably will probably find the cash to, to pay him. Ryan Tannehill, Gardner Minshew, Joshua Dobbs. I mean, there's no one there. Maybe Ryan Tannehill will fit the bill in terms of what we suggested as a one-year kind of bit, allowing them to consider some next year. We're only kicking the can down the road for 12 months. It just doesn't strike me, but it is a concern for Broncos fans that they don't go after someone in pre-agency and then we come to the draft, they don't get what he wants. Where, where, did he, where did he go from there? Yeah, no, you said it earlier. It kind of feels like a no-man's land for them. As you say, we have the pre-agency coming up and that obviously then gives us a good idea of what team's plans are because they make those moves for us and then we know what they've got left for the draft. I mean, you mentioned the names there, Cork Cousins, uh, Ryan Tannehill. Uh, those guys, you know, as you say, it's 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 not a long-term solution. And there's not many of those guys you listed. You would say, yeah, he could be a number one starter to come in. You know, he could be a temporary one, as you mentioned. But then the, all the talk of next year's draft on quarterback is it's nowhere near this year's draft. And it's really not a strong draft at all. Now, obviously, this time next year, that could change. Players rise and fall. But as of right now, the way it seems to be looked at is next year's draft isn't overly strong. So you look like the Broncos, they might just be on the edge of those five quarterbacks where they, they may go. And could they move up or not? Do they do they want to be giving up more draft picks after they gave up for Russell Wilson a couple of years ago? So it's it, it's interesting, but I think they are within striking range of possibly getting the fifth quarterback of this rookie group. So maybe they will look to just move up a couple of spots and get that foundation piece in place that they can start to build around. Six draft picks available to the Broncos. I don't even know whether you have the ammunition to get, get into the top 10. No second round pick, obviously, because that's still with Seattle Seahawks as part of the deal. Going to move on to another team in the AFC West. Next door, I'm going to say, and start picking up Torthy, and that's the Las Vegas Raiders. And we've seen over the course of the last few days that essentially Jimmy Garoppolo's career is probably already done in Las Vegas. He looks like he's, he's got an immediate ban for next season because of that. Various different reasons in terms of substances which were taken which are on the ban list for the NFL and I think have the Raiders already navigated a way of getting out of this contract um, it, I think it's a cap of around 11 million new head coach new GM Tom Tedesco coming in from the Chargers Antonio Pierce remaining as head coach they didn't they didn't pick him to get it was there to get rid of to move on from Garoppolo Aiden O'Connell had a good season in his own right but certainly didn't you know, blow the doors off anybody in terms of what they saw from him, but maybe that's to be expected because he's a later round pick. Do you think? I wonder if the Raiders, and I thought it was there because at 13, you could argue they're in a bit of a no man's land situation. They strike me more of a team that will go after a one year deal, find a quarterback who come in, i.e., a Tannehill or even a Flacco potentially, someone of that level, which would allow Aiden O'Connell maybe a year to, to learn because he could, it, there is a part that feels he was thrown a little bit in there. And kind of it was a sink or swim type scenario. He probably held his own, but certainly didn't do enough to, I suppose, to identify himself as the number one quarterback next season. 
But I see them more of a situation where they could new head coach, get a quarterback for a year, allow him to develop, and maybe come around 12 months' time, he's in a better position to be the starter in the long term. But again, depending on what falls in the authority, I think there's too many teams ahead of them in the order that need a quarterback, and that's that would be my concern if I was looking from a Raiders' perspective. Yeah, as you said, it's very similar to the Broncos. They're one, they're one spot behind them. So they're in that, that, as you say, bit of a no-man's land as well there as well. Yeah, it's 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 difficult to see what, what they'll do there. Obviously, there's a lot of change there with the new head coach, new, new offensive coordinator in. Um, as you say, Jimmy Garoppolo, that whole situation is kind of gone there now. So Aidan O'Connell, he, he did okay for himself, as you say. He was a late-round rookie who came in and, and did a good job. Um, but yeah, I'm... I, 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 I read it fairly similar to you. I think the possibility of them bringing in an older guy with a bit of experience uh, to kind of even work with Aidan O'Connell to see if, if he is a, a young player who can develop a bit more, if he has that steady head beside him who can kind of work with him. It's definitely a possibility you have someone like Devante Adams there who, you know, will be always kind of consistent and, and give whatever quarterback you have a, a great chance. But uh, yeah, it's it's these teams in these positions that just really... They are interesting because the Raiders, on the other hand, wouldn't shock me if they gave up the farm to move up multiple spots to try and get someone because that's what the Davis family kind of do. You know, they're they're unpredictable at times. So it's they're an intriguing prospect as well. And what they'll do, I have no idea. But I, I could see them going either way. I could see them taking that kind of, you know, experienced pro to come in to kind of work with O'Connell and, and see where they are. Or I could see them just give up picks if they have them there to kind of move up and try and get a young player in if there's someone there that they kind of covet and think can be a good player going forward. I'm going to throw this one out and I'm going to, it's going to, it kind of ties into the, the next one, which is the Falcons and they're picking an eight. Luke Gessie is the new offensive coordinator with the Raiders. And I know people and many Bears fans, including yourself, would say they had a bit, bit of a turbulent time in terms of whether it was Gessie holding fields back or vice versa. Sometimes there was a conversation around he was tied to what he could call from a play calling standpoint because fields couldn't execute the plays. Is there a scenario where you see the Raiders, you know, we're talking about them trading up. Do they make a trade to bring your quarterback in? Is it, is Justin Fields, you know, in their email as someone who could possibly be the one that could come in and make sense? And we're, we're moving on to the Falcons because I certainly see the Falcons as a team that would really make sense to go and get Justin Fields in. He, obviously, he has the background in terms of the local area and, and stuff like that. Is that realistic? Do you think one of those teams, teams could make a, take a flyer? And what do you think is the valuation of Justin Fields? Is it a two? Because... I think that might be a bit of a reach. I thought maybe a three and a later round pick might be more realistic to, to get him. But I certainly think both teams are very much in the mix. Yeah, look, it's, it's interesting. The Raiders were up there. You know, the, the three teams that were talked about most as being trade partners for Fields were the Falcons, for obvious reasons, as you mentioned. The Steelers are high up there in, in terms of people, you know, kind of touting them as a as landing spot for Fields. And the Raiders was a tour team that was kind of being talked up a lot. And that was prior to Luke Getze getting that OC job. Once Luke Getze got the job, a lot of people said, oh, well, that's that. That's that over now. And like, obviously, you know, you're not going to team up Getze and, and Fields again after, you know, all the kind of stuff that came last season. Then Getze was out there the other day talking about how Justin Fields is a great person who works really hard and is one of those kind of top people you get to work with. You know, I, I, there was a lot of talk that, on the outside, it looked like things were not working on that offense. But Getsy and Fields, by all accounts, do get on very well and do work well together behind the scenes. So I don't think it's impossible. I think if the Raiders look at this 24-year-old quarterback who has some rare talents, you know, needs to be refined, but is available to them, 
I don't, I wouldn't rule it out. Now, it wouldn't be my favorite in terms of a landing spot, but it's not something I would rule out at the end of the day uh, because they did some good things together. There just wasn't enough consistency. And, you know, it's a different place. Maybe there's, there's different things that would be put around fields if that were to happen. So, no, I, I definitely don't rule it out. It's not a favorite, but it's something that, look, it's football. Anything can happen. And, and I think it's a possibility. And that brings us to the Falcons picking eight, selected eight last year. Bijan Robinson was the was the first round pick last year. You know, people say he didn't have the best of seasons. And not a frustration for Falcons fans who felt that division was very much there for the taking this year. They very much need a quarterback. We've seen over the course of the year they've brought in Taylor Honey, they've gone back to the to the original quarterback. They've, they've they just didn't seem to get any consistency going. And you obviously they're relieved artist of the services. Raheem Morris has come in and Raheem Morris is very defensive orientated. But you run there where they look at quarterback. They strike me as a team that would absolutely have to be considering this this selection of just the fields. And that maybe not necessarily just the fields, but maybe to make a trade for somewhere else. I mean, Desmond Ritter, time and time again last year frustrated Arthur Smith. There was times where he was supporting him, then he was he was throwing him under the bus and he was bringing Taylor Heineke in. Goes back to the Ritter and I mean, they lost games to the Panthers and like we spoke to D. Orlando who covers the Falcons and he said the inconsistency of the team could be right if they found the right quarterback and we even threw it out there is just a very realistic option. He thinks it is, but kind of a, you think back to 12 months ago and you wonder why they didn't, you know, throw it out of the fire minute to get in the Mary Jackson. Bear in mind the year before that they were throwing it all in to try to get to Sean Watson. So it's not, I just don't understand. And then there was obviously the conversation about Bill Belichick coming in. They strike me as a team that right now very much in folks. It'd be interesting to see how Raheem Morris gets on. He obviously has been involved in that division before. Quarterback, is it is it realistic to think A, they can find the man they want? Or do you think they have to move up? I think potentially yeah, they, they could. You kind of look at what way those wide receivers are going to go and maybe the forced uh, offensive tackle, where they go. So if those three wide receivers go early and the tackle, well, then that's four players out of that 4-7. And then you have the three quarterbacks who people think will obviously be Caleb Williams, Drake May, and and uh, Daniels. Yeah, they did. And so so potentially you could be looking at a Penix or a JJ McCarthy being there if they wanted them. Uh, and that that's kind of an interesting prospect for this Falcons team. You mentioned Justin Fields, and sorry, I didn't answer part of your question the last time in terms of his, his value. I think for me as a Bears fan and watching him, I probably watch him a lot more than maybe non-Bear fans would. I think he has so much talent and he's young enough. You could be looking at a second and a late round pick for me. Now, I've seen a few, you know, predictions of they could get a late force. I don't think you're getting a first. But I think a second and a late pick would be would be fair enough. And I think he could do well somewhere like the Falcons. They have such an exciting young team. They have London there. They have, as you mentioned, Bijan Robinson. You have to- uh, Kyle Pitts there, who is an exciting player. They, they have a good defense. This could be a very good team going forward if they could get that young quarterback maybe in who who can develop. I mean, could they get an older quarterback in in free agency potentially to work with these young players? But I don't think that's the way the Falcons will be looking at it. I think they'll be looking at getting that young player in, letting him develop with the rest of these good, talented young players and make it an exciting team. So could they get uh, a Michael Penix or a J.J. McCarthy at eight, possibly without moving anywhere? Could they make that move for Fields? Well, yes, because I think he brings an excitement that would go down well in Atlanta. As you mentioned, he's from Atlanta. You kind of, you know, people put it together because of that. But sometimes that does kind of play into it. So for them, I think they will go for a young quarterback. Uh, 
where again where they go I don't know whether it's Fields or a draft pick I don't know but I think they will end up with one of those scenarios uh, I don't think they need to move up but they would have an am- the ammunition to move up they wanted I know I read a Dan Graziano piece which mentioned that Patriots could be open to trading that number three spot to drop down get a quarterback a little bit later and get a few extra picks because they have a bit of work to do to build around that team so maybe three is, is a viable position for Atlanta to move from eight which, you know, it's it's not the biggest jump in the world. It'll cost them a bit, but if they find that quarterback, I think they already have good young players in position, and then that could be that kind of final piece of that jigsaw to, to kind of help them develop. So, again, really interesting team on, on wherever they go. I saw one really interesting conversation at the end of the season, which was if Baker Mayfield wasn't renewed in Tampa contract, the, the Falcons would immediately be going after him. That would be an interesting one. But I'd say it's highly unlikely. But, yeah, to your point... If they were to get up, we've seen last year, not necessarily like Texans moving up for CJ Stroud. I think it was all a part of the strategy. If you take the quarterback force, we'll come back up for Will Anderson. Ultimately, they feel like they gave up the capital that really to make sure they secured the quarterback. We saw the season in which he had Falcons get a quarterback with the players you touched on in terms of the offense explosion that they have. It could really be there, thereabouts. Again, next year within the division, that closes out our segment on quarterback needs there's more to come over the course of this week and the weeks ahead in terms of us reviewing teams across the league who need a quarterback thanks Noel thanks a lot Brian